Same thing. This episode has not been edited because unfortunately I do not have the time nor energy to edit an over 40 minute episode, but I do hope you enjoy my talk over She-Hulk. Oh my gosh. I'm here to talk about the last two episodes of She-Hulk, which, wow. Um, I would definitely say they are the highlight, let me just, they are the highlight of the show in general. Is it mostly because of Matt Murdock? Maybe. <laughs> Matt Murdock. Matt Murdock is back, you guys. Okay, well, I took some notes about the last two episodes. The other episodes, I don't remember where I last left off, but I kind of felt like it was just very, like, sitcom-y. Like, it's a sitcom, almost. I don't know if I said this, but She-Hold kind of reminds me of what WandaVision would have been without, like, Manda being the Scarlet Witch and creating an alternate reality <laughs> and all of that. So it's kind of what I imagined WandaVision would be. And then it just kind of picked up in the last two episodes, eight and nine. So episode eight was Rip It and Rip It. And then episode nine was Whose Show Is This? So let's start. So we see Josh O in the intro, very mad. And then we get Leapfrog, which is not a character I thought we'd see ever in live action from the comics but we got a leapfrog um it kind of reminded me whenever he was like jumping or like trying to fly away like they were like rip off iron man thrusters which i guess it's not luke's fault <laughs> we'll get into that but you know just remind me um coming up and saying yeah whenever uh Whatever his name was i don't even know what's his name even said but the guy who was leapfrog was like oh it was made by Luke Jacob. She Jen comes up. She's like, "Oh, <laughs> like, oh no." Um, then we see goodbye. Oh, so she confronts Luke, and then he's like, "Goodbye, tragedy." Once the whole like exchange is over, and I thought that was a good line. But um, whenever Jen was like, "Oh, he doesn't have any counsel. Get ready, to spend that money." It looks like I'm not. No, I have a counsel. And then like the doors barely open. I'm like, no. And he was like, I'm here. I'm like, <laughs> I screamed at seven in the morning because I'm at Murdoch. Oh my God. Oh, like, oh, just, oh my gosh. Matt Murdock. Um, him saying I'm here, him being late and making blind jokes. That is Matt Murdock for you. <sighs> I can talk about him all day. <laughs> every day, every day. Any day, every day. Um, Matt. I, I wrote down Matt Murdock being a better lawyer. Like, I'm sorry, Jen, but Matt Murdock will always be my lawyer. Um, and so then we also learned that the Sokovia Accords have been repealed. And my question is, when? Like, I don't know if it was, like, during the blip or, like, after the blip. It was just kind of like, oh, well, I guess we don't need them anymore. Or if it happened when everyone, you know, half of the universe was gone. I don't know when it happened, but it is interesting that the Sokovia Accords are appealed, and then it's also nice and, like, weird to hear Matt being, like, Sokovia Accords are gone, it's like, oh, right, you're, like, you know, like, it was talked about in, like, Daredevil and Jessica Jones about kind of the effects, like, the Battle of New York, you know, I believe Jess was like, yeah, a rock fell out of the sky, like, you know, or something like that, so I think it was, it, it was just really nice to hear Matt say something about the Sokovia Accords, 
um, him using his super senses, he was like, and I was like, oh my gosh, yes, yes, and then him, like, listening, like, just Matt Murdock being, like, funny, like, oh, yeah, he's lying, leave me judge, and the judge was like, yeah, we all know Mr. Murdock, (laughs) um, yeah, so, I had said that he's Matt Murdock, oh, I would just say he's Matt Murdock, you know, just Charlie playing Matt, and, like, it's just so Matt Murdock, I'm glad they didn't change, like, you know, from him coming from Netflix here, I also wrote that he's, like, the Matt we first see before Wilson Fisk, he's happy, so, I mean, it's kind of the point where, like, he was just fighting crime, you know, and then, but he was still very happy, and, like, so it's, like, the beginning part before Wilson Fisk, and then the ending, that, like, last episode where they're all smiling with, like, Foggy and Karen, just he's happy um and then they're at the bar or Jen was and then we see Matt and he says we mostly do pro bono work we we so Foggy and Karen hopefully we will see them in Daredevil born again Nelson Murdoch and Paige (laughs) I'm just so excited we see Oh, Jen, use Jen, or wait, Jen Walters can use the law to help people when society fails them, and She-Hulk can help people when the law fails them. And I wrote, that sounds like what Matt says. I I think he had said it to, like, Foggy or someone, where he was like, the law can't help everybody, and Foggy's like, you're a lawyer. (laughs) Like, Matt, you're a lawyer. And so, yeah, it just reminded me of that. And then we go back to, oh, Matt leaves, and then Jen's like, yeah, I got something too. And Todd had bought an authentic Wakandan spear, which whenever he showed the picture of him and the spear to Jen, it was a Dora Milaje spear. And he had said something about, like, the colonizers stole it. And it kind of reminded me, obviously, the Black Panther movie with Chadwick and uh, Michael B. Jordan. Killmonger. Killmonger. He, he plays Killmonger. How Killmonger, Killmonger was, like, taking the things that were in a museum that belonged to his culture. So, I don't know. Just remind me of that. And then we see... Oh, Todd says, God of forever. And it's just like, oh, no, no, no. You better not. And Jen's like, nope, no, please. No, that's uncomfortable. And then... Oh, we see Matt Murdock on top of the car while the bleep rock is driving and i was like oh my gosh thank you we are seeing him in action this is amazing so oh yeah and so then jen stops the car he backs up and then matt does that little flip in the air and lands in that music <sighs> that music wow and then he's like that that cocky comeback that is that is mad murdoch for you um he was like uh, he was like my, I remain unwhooped. <laughs> uh, oh, man. And then he does that, like, Black Widow-like move where she, it just reminds me of the Black Widow move that Natasha does. Where she's, like, on the ground and she pellets herself up. I don't know if you've ever seen Matt do that, but maybe we have and I just forgot that he did that, but that's what it reminded me of. And then, let's talk about this. Jen unmasked Daredevil. What? Do you, Jen obviously has not done this enough to know that you did not unmask a superhero. I wrote, you don't know superhero roles? Like, Jen, Jen, Jen. You have not done this long enough. You do not just go around and, like, take off their mask. Like, no. No. Jen, sorry. <laughs> um, okay. And then, so, when they're talking about, like, 
like they're just talking he's like are, she's like are you actually blind he's like wow okay in the background you can see a billboard for the rogers musical i don't know if anybody else has seen it i haven't seen anybody talk about it but maybe it's because like everything else just mapping there we were all like <laughs> so we're gonna go on so he says i have really good hearing or at least i do so i'm not exactly sure why he says he doesn't have good hearing anymore because i thought it was all like fixed whenever season three happened when you know he's been in the rubble and he was at you know the church and like his like hearing was like off it wasn't as you know it wasn't what it used to be but i had thought that it was fixed like it eventually came back to him but maybe it wasn't all completely fixed so i'm just wondering why he said that and then him being like i'm daredevil and that, like, just music for that split second. Oh, my God. Oh, my gosh. I was dude, it was perfect. It was perfect. Oh, my God. And then we go to Leapfrog's lair. He's like, funny, yeah, with the British voice that talks to you. And I think it's reference to Friday. I mean, I think that's the most obvious thing. And we go on to them on top of the rooftop, Matt and Jen, and he's had his fair share of goons and or henchmen because they were talking about goons henchmen what's the difference and i was like that knows like just trust matt um and then oh just you him using his hearing to like count the number of people like there's like how many in the hallway two below us like whatever i was like oh, oh i missed you matt Murdoch. Who missed you? um yeah and then oh and then he's like Jen, I'm sorry, I'm trying to remember. I just watched it, like, not that long ago. And Jen's like, you can hear the heartbeats really. And Matt's like, I can hear yours. It's beating pretty fast. And just that scene, I was like, oh. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> um, and then we go to, oh, he got a hallway scene. He got a hallway scene. Oh, their novel hallway scenes are the best. Okay, just chef's kisses. It doesn't matter if it was Matt doing it or if it was... Uh, the Punisher doing it, Frank. Like, the hallway scenes are perfect. Especially the one in season three where Matt was pretending. <laughs> like, let's just talk about the acting in the episode. I don't remember exactly what episode it was. But it was the episode where Matt was infiltrating the hospital. And he had to pretend to actually see. So Charlie was acting as a blind man. And the blind... Like, he was acting as a blind man who was acting like he could see. Which <laughs> is just crazy levels. But yeah, it was great. But anyways, that hallway scene, I think, is, like, amazing. Like, hallway scenes in general from him are, like, I don't know. Like I said, they're amazing. They're great. They're perfection. But we're gonna go on. He got a hallway scene, and the fighting, like, his fighting style hasn't changed either, which I think is really great. Yeah, and then he's fighting with that music, and then Jen just comes and ruins it. Like, I wanted to see him beat those other hench people. But we didn't. So, you know, okay. Trying to save the day. Woohoo. Um, yeah, and then so she's like, you're going to be charged with, like, insanity or something. And Matt's just like, no, I think PTSD fits better. <laughs> and, like, Leapfrog's like, uh, is he a lawyer or something? And he's just like, no, I'm just a big fan of legal dramas. <sighs> Matt. Wow. Just his, I don't know, his energy, he, you can tell he's, like, a lot happier than he was, and Wilson's fist is gonna come back in and destroy and born again. <sighs> Wilson, Wilson, Wilson. How dare you. 
And then they're sitting on the rooftop, which reminded me of Miss Marvel, where she's sitting on that lamppost, and I don't know, it reminded me of that. And, oh, and also when Tony was sitting in the donut, and I went too, but, okay. Um, so he does his little shoulder nudge. He does that, like, I wouldn't say a lot, but it's something that whenever he did, it was just, like, instantly Matt Murdock. <laughs> um, yeah, and so then Matt and Jen, I did it. <laughs> he, they did it. Um, and then he was doing the walk of shame in the morning, and, like, that is just peak Daredevil. That is peak. Like, Thank you so much, Charlie Cox. Uh, oh, God. So, and then Jen's like, this episode already came to a very satisfying conclusion. Trust me. I was like, oh. I was like, oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, uh. <laughs> Mind you, it was like 7 o'clock in the morning, almost 8 o'clock. So I was like, oh. 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 <sighs> I wish to be Jen. <laughs> Anyways, um, so then she's talking like, oh, like, what type of twist? Another Hulk, but this one's red. Red Hulk. World War Hulk. Let's do it. And then Nikki did that, like, makeup brushes, which was a Wolverine reference, which bringing a lot of, like, X-Men references in She-Hulk, which I don't, like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why, but yeah. And then we go to the award ceremony, and she's, like, doing her acceptance speech, and then Intelligentsia ruined it. Ruined it. Why? Why? And so, like, I wrote, how dare you? And, you know, it was a private moment between Jen and Josh, which Josh turned into, like, sex tape, and they were like, oh, you know, like, she's it's like a she sleeps with a lot of people but it's like how many people did she actually sleep with in the show like that one guy before she went to go help Wong and then Josh like why do you even say that like it's just people tearing her down and so she, I wrote well, she has every right to be angry which she does I mean that like private moment between her and Josh and he un like like unruled un off <laughs> he that was a private moment that he should not have recorded but yeah he did and yeah she has every single right to be angry and the fact that like damage control was there like how did they get there so fast like was it all set up did like uh todd like intelligentsia like know that she was gonna do that and so they had damage control but like why would damage control be there like Damage control is something that's very interesting. It's kind of like this phase is like Hydra and shield kind of thing going on. Or I guess like a shield. Like they're good, but then they do the bad things. You know, it's kind of that energy. Um, but yeah, I mean, damage control is just very confusing. We've seen them in Spider-Man Only Home, Miss Marvel, and now She-Hulk. And there might be some other things I am missing. But damage control is interesting. I would like to know why they're here. Alright, now we go on to episode 9, which is whose show is this? So, let's see. Oh yeah, that intro was like the craziest intro. Like that was a very unique and like special intro. And I was like so confused when I first watched it. I was like, what is going on here? But it was it was cool. Kind of reminded me of like a WandaVision type of intro. Um, or like that, like, not the intro, I guess, but more of like those like commercials that were in WandaVision. It reminded me of that. So, yeah. And then, I can't see Pug as Pug. 
like i'm getting more there i feel like in this episode is finally like okay i can see you as pug you're innocent you have you've done nothing wrong but i i can't i can't stop i can't not see you as adrian chase too <laughs> it's the thing of like you know the first time you see an actor or an actress and that like image of them playing certain characters sticks in your mind that's him for me he's always gonna be adrian chase but i now accept him as pug <laughs> okay um yeah he was like i had to stay calm while i was calling the freaking hulk <laughs> uh we get that yeah um and then i damage controlled again like I don't, what is damage control, like, doing? Like, I have no clue. The Sokovia Accords are no more. They were holding not only, like, Jen in this episode, but they were holding Abomination. And they also wanted Miss Marvel, you know, they wanted Kamala. And they also were, like, what, imprisoned Peter? Not imprisoned Peter, but, like, interrogating him. Being like, oh, you, you know, he killed all these people or whatever. But, like, who is damage control? Like, who are they? But we go on. Nikki had said that the security of Intelligentsia was airtight. And I had wrote, I immediately thought of Felicity. Felicity smoke from the arrow. Felicity. <laughs> if we don't see Felicity in the Flash finale, there are a lot of people who want to see in the Flash finale. Uh, let's just, you know, stop for a second. Like, I would like to see Dig. I would like to see Felicity. Maybe Team Arrow. Like, where, where are they? What have they been up to? Maybe, or to Laurel. Laurel, Cisco, obviously, I would like to see Kara. I would like to see the Legends, which I don't know if I said this, but I watched all of Legends and I really enjoyed it. I thought it was amazing. And then it was, and then I was like, oh, it's canceled. We don't get to see the rest of the, the this story. Oh, and it left on a big cliffhanger. So I would like to say, hey, can we, uh, can we please have the Legends in the flat in the Flash finale, please? So, yeah, there are a lot of people I like to see. Um, I know some people are like, let's see Oliver. And I was like, he's dead. He, He's dead. <laughs> he can't come back. Maybe it's like some like ghost or like, I don't know, some vision that like Barry has or like memories or something. Like flashbacks. I'd be okay with that. But uh, back to She-Hulk. <laughs> um, yeah. And so like Dennis was on like an interview and he was like yeah me and me and jen did it she was crazy before she got powers and yeah like dennis is some like like real bad liar and then jen's like oh laying in bed like what do i do and then some guy starts narrating and i immediately thought is that the watcher i don't know maybe it is or maybe it's just a narrator like i don't know i don't i thought i see I don't know. I could be wrong. Maybe it's just, I, like, is he insignificant? Or is it the Watcher or someone more? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Pug being helpless when he goes in. He's just like, I don't know what to do. Which made me even more, like, believe he's Pug. He's not Adrian Chase. But anyways, they were talking about, like, oh, you know, she's like a woman. There's no He-Hulk. And I was like, yeah. And Lady Thor, I was like, wait, 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 wait. wait. Lady Thor, it's Mighty Thor. <laughs> it's Mighty Thor, okay? Like, Dr. Jane Foster or Mighty Thor. Get it right. But also, how do they know about Jane as being Thor? Like, that, I don't know. Because they were, they were in Norway. Like, Asgard's in Norway, and they weren't really in any other spot of the world. So I'm confused on that part, but okay. 
Um, and then one of the guys says, I would have the exact same criticisms if she was a man. And I was like, really? <laughs> really? So what has Jen done that was so bad in comparison to Bruce or Hulk destroying Jurandsburg in uh, Age of Ultron? What? How is what Jen has done? If she has even done anything other... She got mad at an award ceremony. She had every right to be angry. If Bruce was there, I'd imagine he'd feel the same way. If someone had, like, spilled all of his secrets and his secret romance with Natasha, then he didn't go anywhere. I mean, you get what I mean, though. I mean, Bruce would have felt the same way in Jen's shoes. And not only that, Jen has not done half of the things Hulk has done. And they're not talking about Bruce. No, they're talking about Hulk. So if you want to talk about Hulk, what has She-Hulk done that Bruce hasn't? Or Hulk hasn't? Like, Hulk has done infinitely worse things. All that damage he caused in Incredible Hulk, which I have not watched Incredible Hulk, and I will not. I mean, he's done... In Avengers, the Battle of New York, he destroyed a lot of things. Like, yeah, sure, it was the Avengers and they were fighting off aliens, but he was jumping on buildings, destroying them. Like... Hulk Hulk did that and then of Agent Ultron of course you have Wanda controlling his mind and having him destroy Duransburg and then I mean he like he did a lot of destructive things and so the fact that they're like oh yeah same criticism if she was a man but yet you don't criticize the fact that Hulk has done far worse things than she Hulk has and I thought yeah I mean, that's sexism, sexism, sexism for you. And she's just, I guess it's like weird almost to see that in a TV show, especially in like a, a Marvel TV show, because even online, it's like these same exact criticisms of like, oh, we don't need She-Hulk, why is there a She-Hulk, why do we need Lady Thor, or, you know, Mighty Thor? It was in the comics. The comics... Like, they're not coming out of these ideas like, let's turn this superhero into a female. No. It was comics that are already, like, you know, written. They were, like, set. Like, this is who they are. It's just based off the comics. And to be fair, there are infinitely more men superheroes that we have in live action than we have women. Like, the first, like, superhero we got in the Marvel Universe was Natasha. Like, uh, release-wise. We got Natasha in Iron Man 2. And then she was the only one for how long? Until Age of Voltron, where we got Wanda? Like, and then it was only Natasha and Wanda, and then we got Guardians. And it's like, okay, we have Gamora, and we have Mantis, and then eventually Nebula. But then who else did we have? We had Captain Marvel. Like, they're, like, Ellen, you, you can name, like, more male superheroes, Iron Man, Thor, Spider-Man, Hawkeye, Hulk, Moon Knight, how, uh, did I say Spider-Man? Uh, Daredevil. I'm trying to think of things. I mean, there are so many more, though, that I'm missing. Pietro. <laughs> there you go. I mean, so many, uh, I miss Steve. I miss Captain America. I also miss Sam Wilson, which is Captain America and Captain America, Captain America movie is another thing to talk about because the villain, the, oh, 
Oh, that's something to talk about. There are infinite, like, there are more men superheroes than women superheroes in the MCU. And then, like, the kind of idea that, like, those talks from, you know, where we are living were kind of brought into She-Cold was weird, but I guess also nice. In a way, to see that represented, like, those criticisms, like, quote-unquote, oh, God. Uh, those criticisms were brought in. Anyways, let's move along. Uh, oh, Todd being like, this guy rules, and he's, oh, oh, I was like, what did I write, and I realized it's what he said, Todd's like, this guy rules, and he's hot, yeah, I'd smash him, what? <laughs> I mean, look, I guess, whatever, anyways, and then we see Emil coming out as Abomination, which I was like, oh, Oh, and so, like, his clothes were in ribs, his clothes fit, and he was also talking as Abomination, and I think I talked about it, about, like, the first episode or so, how was Emil able to make Abomination talk? Because for Bruce, it was through the blip. I mean, not even, no, not the blip. He talked in, Hulk talked in Ragnarok, but how? Like, he was Hulk for so long, so is it, like, just a thing of, like, with time, you were able to talk through your, like, alter self? Or what? Because I'm confused, and I don't know. So, just a thing, like, yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, so I wrote, how do you turn into, like, quote, smart abomination? I don't know. Uh, and then we go, oh, Jen walks, and she's like, oh, no, 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 no. And then Todd says, you don't deserve your powers, which reminded me of a lot of times in the MCU where someone said, you don't deserve your powers. Like, how many times with Tony? Like, how many times with Tony? And, I mean, who else? I mean, I think Steve has had that said to him before. Probably Bucky. Wanda, probably. Yeah. Probably Carol probably Kamala, Kamala, yeah, I mean, so many people, like, it's not new, which we get into later about how Jen says it's not new, um, his clothes also didn't tear, they just, like, grew with him, and we've seen the Hulk transform, especially in, like, Avengers, his, like, clothes tear, they don't grow with him, so it's very confusing, and then we get Titania, just out of nowhere, she's like, hi, like titania and then we get bruce and then jen being like hold up hold up stop this is messy i was like well thank you jen it is messy what is going on and then she breaks the fourth wall to go to the marvel home screen when that happened i was like what is i was what is going on i was like i went to go move my mouse to like see what was happening and i was like i'm still the show's still playing and then jen pops out like what <laughs> like talk about fourth wall breaks like Wanda has nothing on you Jen <laughs> what the fourth wall breaks oh my gosh you know whenever we all thought in the episode uh, where Wanda Wanda was pregnant it was I don't remember what era it was but Vision was like something's wrong here Wanda and then like Wanda was just looking at him and then it just went do and then Vision's like in like reverses and we all thought it was like glitched but no, like, Jen, <laughs> Jen, <laughs> what, I was, I was just so, like, freaked out, and then she's, like, walking through, like, I don't know where they produce or whatever, 
the Marvel stuff, but she was walking through there, and then she's like, okay, oh yeah, she went through the Assembled of Shang-Chi, if you're wondering, um, I saw that, and then when she's walking, they're talking about the Infinity Gauntlet and Thor 1, but I wonder why they even put that in there, like, why talk about the Infinity Gauntlet and Thor 1? I don't, because there's no any sort of relation, so I don't know. And then, oh yeah, the story that Kevin wanted. And so Jen's like, oh, I'm going to talk to Kevin. I was like, oh my gosh, Kevin Feige's going to be in here. No, <laughs> completely wrong. But uh, we see the Iron Man suits and then Megan Thee Stallion's playing during the fight. And then we see Kevin and he's a robot. He's an AI. And I was like, oh, I, I was expecting Kevin Feige. <laughs> but you're just Kevin. Who has kind of a baseball hat shape on his head and kind of looks like Kevin Feige. <laughs> oh, yeah, it was just uh, it was very confusing. And then Kevin, or K-E-V-I-N, was like, The visual effects team has moved on to another project. Cue the slight look like Black Panther music. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, we get it. <laughs> They're like, no, go work on Wakanda forever. <laughs> it's going to be a good movie. Um, oh no, not my cards. Uh, probably, yeah. So people are like, so they moved on to another project, but can you imagine how much CGI it took just to make Kevin? <laughs> okay, and so Kevin says, I'll leave the debate up to the internet. Let me tell you, it was a time to be alive during the Civil War debate. <laughs> I played Future Fight, and I remember you before the movie came out, it was like the thing where you choose a side. Like, are you Team Iron Man? Or are you Team Cap? And I chose Team Iron Man. Team Iron Man. All the way. <laughs> okay? Um, and so, they, uh, Jen says they all end the same way, and I kind of, I guess, yeah. I mean, kind of, but not really. And then Kevin's like, we were going to introduce, save it for the movie. Is there a movie? Are we missing something here? What movie? Okay, whatever. And then Jen's like, never mind seeing Daredevil again. No one has needs. Oh my god. It's totally egregious. <laughs> so, and then she goes on like, Tony Stark has daddy issues. Thor, daddy issues. Loki, same daddy, same issues. Star-Lord, two daddies, two issues. To be fair, while Loki does have the same dad it's not really the same issues <laughs> like um sorry no not same issues um you know Odin took him from his real family treated him terribly so not same issues as Thor not at all we go on oh Jen would say I want to know where the X-Men are coming oh we all do Jen <laughs> we all would like to know where the X-Men and then Bruce, oh, she says, Bruce smashes building. I smash fourth walls and bad endings. And sometimes Matt Murdock. I want to be, I want to be Jen. I want to be Jen so bad. <laughs> Anyways. Um, yeah, and then she's like, can I have a big screen? No. Oh, okay. And then we see, that she comes back. And we see I was not expecting him to be back in the finale, but he is here, and he is amazing, and I love that Murdoch so much. <laughs> yeah, and then Titan is like, hi, Daredevil, and Matt's like, hi. <laughs> and so then it's like, they're eating, and Matt is wearing, like, colors, he's 
happy and it's just it's really good to see Matt happy before before born again where he's probably gonna go back to the sad guy sad depressed hurt guy <laughs> I'm so sorry about that you have to go to Fisk again my question is in born again are we also gonna see Vanessa because like Daredevil you know if you watch Daredevil Vanessa was a very prominent person in Wilson's life and had an impact on what Wilson did so I hope to see Vanessa just because I it, like I she needs to be there like if you're telling a Daredevil story with Wilson Fisk you also need Vanessa to like be there to guide him like quote-unquote guide him to do the wrong things <laughs> and stand with him even though he he's done terrible things but you know whatever <laughs> and we also see like I don't know if anyone caught it but I really appreciated it like my kind of like touching Jen's dad and then patting his shoulder I thought was really great like Charlie does an amazing job of playing Matt just amazing so I love that and then we see Bruce and then he's like uh let me tell you where I was I was on Sakaar me and my son's car <laughs> I was like no I was like no way Scar we're getting Scar what where is that even gonna be and explain more oh, he's not getting a movie he's not getting a tv show when is it gonna be explained it better not be Armor Wars because if it's not Armor Wars I'm gonna lose it <laughs> when is that gonna be explained I didn't realize the first time I watched it either that Scar's hairline wasn't good. It was only two arms on like Instagram, and they were all, like, "Hit CGI." You can tell they moved on. And then I watched it again, just like barely, like thirty minutes ago, and he was. I was like, "Oh, oh God, that is terrible." That hairline. So, oh yeah, and then the post-credit scene is Wong shows up, and Emil says, "Sucked into another show," and I don't know. It was more of like. Wong is going to be in another show, but I don't know how Emil would know that, so I'm more of thinking Wong was binge-watching. <laughs> Does Wong probably binge-watches, especially after the whole conversation thing with Wanda? He's like, I'm just going to, I'm going to sit back here, and I'm going to relax, because I did a lot. I'm the Sorcerer Supreme. I fought the Scarlet Witch, kind of. Yeah, I'm just going to chill. No, Wong kind of did fight Wanda, right? Yeah, I mean, it gets on Comertage by after that. Yep. Okay. Uh, whatever. Yeah. So, maybe we'll see Wong again. We better see Wong. He better be in every single show and movie from now on. With the new Marvel show comes a new ranking. So, my rankings when Miss Marvel came out, I ranked them. So, my ranking... Before She-Hulk was Moon Knight number one, Miss Marvel number two, WandaVision number three, The Falcon and the Winter Soldier number four, What If number five, Hawkeye number six, and Loki number seven. But with She-Hulk, she, it was actually really hard to rank She-Hulk. I was like, oh, what? where do you go? So, She-Hulk, let me just, okay, let's go down. Moon Knight is still number one, Miss Marvel is still number two, WandaVision is still number three, The Falcon and the Winter Soldier is still number four, but number five is now She-Hulk. So number six is What If, Hawkeye is number seven, and Loki is number eight. And I will explain my ranking for She-Hulk. Is it mostly because of math? Yes. I will only re-watch those last two 
episodes because they were really good. I liked them. Was number eight only because of Matt? Yes. Was number nine because of the weird wall break? Yes. But I enjoy those last two episodes. And for me, it's about rewatchability. And I I can rewatch Daredevil all the time. <laughs> I can rewatch Jessica Jones all the time. And so having the like extra mad dose before Born Again is really great, which is why I put She-Hulk number five. Yeah, uh, I do, I know a lot of people don't enjoy What If and it's actually their last place, but I enjoyed What If. It was a good time in the morning before I took my brother to school. It was fun. It was different. I mean, some of them, we were like, oh, well, you could have done this. But I mean, it was just fun to think about it, to see these different things that it was just fun. It was different. I love the Ultron, like, you know, what if Ultron won and then like him getting the Infinity Stones, breaking the fourth wall, seeing the Watcher. I, I like what if. I can actually rewatch those like Ultron episodes and Natasha episodes. Like I can. I I think it's great. Um, I don't, <laughs> I don't really like Hawkeye. Whenever we were watching it, like when it came out, like those like weeks, I was like, yeah, it's good. But then the more you thought about it, you were like, what was the point? <laughs> what was the point? Like we got to see Kate become Hawkeye. We got to see Yelena kind of let go of that hatred for Clint. And then we saw Wilson Fisk. That is the only things that mattered in Hawkeye. And for that, because I like Kate, and it was great to see Wilson Fisk. Not great, but it was interesting to see Fisk, especially with his, you know, punching, you know, those heavy hits. That's why. It's number now seven. And Loki, I don't even really know if I need to explain it any further. I just, I think Loki was good. Those first few episodes were good. And then the episode where him and Sylvie were on that planet. And there's, yeah, no. Yeah. I think the last episode of Loki was great. If you take away that kiss scene and you take away that romance and him like crying for Sylvie, like no. Even Tom Hiddleston had said that he saw, that he sees Loki and Sylvie as siblings. So why? Why? Like the last, yeah. Like I'm excited to see Kang and I'm excited to see Secret Wars. I don't know how Scott's gonna handle Kang. Like he goes from Yellow Jacket to Ghost to King the Conqueror. And have you seen Jonathan Myers? Have you seen him? <laughs> have you seen him? And if Scott dies in his own movie, I will lose it. I I will lose it. Okay. So that's why Loki's last. I think there that there's also that one episode where he met all his different versions of Loki. I really like President Loki and the the alligator Loki or crocodile Loki. Yeah. I think that was good. Just take away the romance. Yeah. I that so you know, that's yeah, that's mine. I know you can disagree with me. But I think the only thing that matters is top three. I honestly cannot tell you what happened in the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. What is that buzzing? Oh, sorry. Um 
I cannot tell you what happened. That was the Winter Soldier. Other than that, I can remember John with the shield. I can. I. I <laughs> that's all I remember. I remember Sam's talk, talking to the other guy who got the super soldier serum, and then him giving the talk on that last episode, and then dedicating a part to him. But that's all I remember. I, I don't remember anything else. But it was good. It was different, more political. And I don't want to see Anthony Mackie's movie go downhill. Captain America 4. Um, because of a certain character they're introducing. They're like, well, it's not going to be exactly the comic origins. But the fact they're using that character is still offensive. And I might talk about it on another episode. Because, yeah, I really hope it doesn't end like that. I mean, I hope I hope that his movie as being Captain America is not going to be taken down by this cuz it's kind of being, it kind of feels like it's being set up for failure. But yeah, I uh I like She-Hulk. Um not my favorite but better than the others. <laughs> so, yeah. She-Hulk's good. I don't really rate things, but I guess by my ranking you can see how I like things. Oh my gosh, I did not realize how long this episode was. But anyways, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the podcast. I cannot wait to talk about Andor. Andor's going really great. You should totally watch Andor because it is it is great. It's definitely like Rogue One. Yeah, just watch Andor. Okay, um, so thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. It is long, but you can check me out on TikTok and Instagram at Multiverse of the Force, Twitter at Multiverse Force, and then I also have a website, which is multiverseofforce.wordpress.com, and I also have an Etsy store that, um, because I'm in college and I need money, so <laughs> I'm going to try updating my Etsy store, but it's also Multiverse of Force, so go check it out and, you know, get something if you want to. No pressure. But anyways, thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you have a good day. So, are you like a superhero? Like the gold devil? I'm a daredevil. <laughs>